yo, yo, yo. I'm back. This is the Black Cooled Podcast. Coming to you live and direct. I am your gracious, your humble host, Leaf Buck. I'm here. And I'm ready to go, man. Ready to talk some stuff with y'all tonight. My brothers and my sisters, I'm ready to break something down for y'all tonight. And tonight, what we're going to discuss is Joe Biden, the Democratic nominee for the presidential election. (laughs) So, as now, I know y'all pretty much heard everything that Joe Biden said. You know, you heard his comments. But if you didn't, I'm going to let you hear him. Um, what, What I want to discuss is... We're going to discuss Joe Biden's history today. The three crime bills that he wrote, one of which caused mass incarceration um, that has affected a lot of black people and really disproportionately affected us. So that's basically one of the things I'm going to discuss tonight It's one of his bills. But it was one other bill that I didn't know about. So we're going to be discussing all that tonight. So, sit back, take a seat, and, um, you know, listen, soak up this game, not even game, just soak up this information that I'm about to drop on y'all, and, um, I want, I just want our people to be politically educated and stop being political whores, because that's what we do, the hot candidate, we be all on a jock, and... We don't study them. We don't know what their policies is. We don't know what to ask of them. Our votes are supposed to be worth more than money. They got to buy our votes, man. They got to come to the table with something. Our votes are valuable. And a lot of the stuff that I'm hearing from these people when they're defending Joe Biden, it's just, it's it's sickening. And it's, it's like... Y'all make it very easy for these people, these 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 cats that be on here talking about the Blexit and the and the um get off the Democratic plantation. Y'all make it easy. Y'all make yourselves easy targets for these cats, man. For these people that don't really, to me, aren't that bright. You feel me? Because they just think, oh, I'm not gonna vote Democrat. I'll go vote Republican. Whatever, whatever. And that's not right. Neither one of them is right. They the same damn bird, just a different wing. The left and the right. And we have to stop with this lesser two evils nonsense. I'm, I'm done with that. It's always the lesser two evils. We need to pick one or the other. No, we don't. We need to have a choice. And they need to earn our votes instead of just coming around every four years pandering to us every four years they come around pandering to us look at Hillary I haven't seen that motherfucker since since she did what she did you know as far as running for you know her presidential campaign you seen that motherfucker since so I'm I'm just about tired of them coming around every four years and 
pandering to us and trying to get our vote and then we won't see them or we won't hear from them until a next election is. No, we have to start holding these candidates. We have to start holding them accountable for the things that they do and the things that they don't do. I'm I'm just tired of the whole, well, it's okay. You got to get Trump out of office. That's our main focus because he's doing this, he's doing that. And I pose a question to the people. And I'm no Trump supporter. I'm not. I'm far from a Trump supporter. I'm just asking a simple question. I'm asking a question because I'm on the outside and I'm looking in. And I pose a question. What policies policies has Trump put in place that has hurt or helped us? In my humble opinion, none. He hasn't done anything to hurt or help us. The problem with Trump is, and everybody knows he's an asshole. And to me, he's not qualified to be a president. But in my eyes, I don't put too much stake into the presidency. The presidency. I don't put too much stake into it because the president is just presiding over the office of the United States. The Senate is what runs the country. The Senate runs the country. So you get the people that you want in Senate, you might get some things passed for yourself. I keep telling people, go and vote locally. Stop being political whores and hopping on top of every hot candidate that comes around because he's talking this, we got to take Trump down. That's the same thing Hillary did. And that was her downfall. We got to take Trump down. She didn't take it serious enough. They didn't think that Trump was going to be the president. That that was the whole thing. But um, I got a lot of information to give y'all. I'm not going to get too deep into the voting thing. What I'm going to do is save the voting. I have a, I'm going to have a separate episode for the voting situation. And I want to let y'all know, and I'm going to break some policies down that has really affected us. And how they keep giving you smoke signals and smoke screens of what they're going to do. And they never do it. So that's for another episode. Which pretty much uh, I'm going to do tomorrow. Because I'm trying to I'm trying to get these episodes pumped out here. I'm trying to get these episodes pumped out. And um, man, we're going to do something. We're going to do a lot of things. And I'm trying to build something. Like something definite. I'm trying to build wealth for my family. I'm trying to give information to my family. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to, you know, build something, man. Let's build something. And let's, all this stuff comes from reading. Like, we got to start reading more. Let's, like, let's start reading more. Let's start understanding more and comprehending everything. So, basically, what I'm going to start off with is Joe Biden. So, if you didn't know, Joe Biden went on the Breakfast Club. And he said that if you have to choose between me or Trump, you ain't black. That's verbatim what he said. And my problem with that statement is, it's asinine. It's an asinine statement 
statement because you as an old white man don't get to tell me what and who black is. You have not a clue who and what black people are. You don't get to tell me that. You are in no position to tell me that. You are in a position where you're coming begging for my vote and you sit up there and you say this thing, but you want my vote. So my thing is, what what motivation do I have to vote for you? I have none. I have no motivation to vote. No, no motivation to vote for you. You know what I'm saying? It's no motivation for me to vote for you, bruh. We have no motivation to vote for you. We, you know, it, it's it's bad because people are coming out. These clowns is coming out defending him. And one of the biggest clowns, man, and I respected this man because I was like, yo, he, you know, he actually trying to make a change or whatever. And he's talking his talk, and he's, you know, doing his thing. And I realized that nigga is, uh, he's a Democratic shell like the rest of them. He's just doing his, he's just doing his job to keep black folks sleep, just like the rest of them. That is no other than D.L. Hughley. Never was a fan of his comedy. He was always okay to me. But, you know, he was talking that, that black power stuff. And, you know, we, we pretty much, you know, with me, when you start talking out against white supremacy, I kind of, I kind of like will follow you and understand, you know, and understand where you're coming from and, and become a part of your following and listen to you and try to take that information and give it to my people. But you can't go on here and defend what he said. You can't defend what he said. You can't defend what he said. And they're trying to defend what he said by bringing up a false equivalency. Oh, well, Trump said these things. Trump said this. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, listen. Stop comparing the two. Y'all are doing the same thing those people did for Trump. So in turn, you are turning into what y'all talk about the most. People that protect and baby these people that are doing the wrong thing and saying the wrong things. Biden was wrong. It, 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 it's nothing that we can say about that. He was wrong. You can't defend it. It's nothing that you can, can do to defend it or say to me that would change my mind on Biden. He's out of touch. He's banking off of his vice presidency with Obama, the God. Um, it's nothing that you can do. That's going to change my mind with Biden. Like, not at this point. The only thing he can do is come to the table and talk about reparations. That's the only thing he can come do and come to the table is talk about it. 
Other than that, I'm not listening to him. Just lift every voice and sing, and lift every voice policy, whatever it's called. I was about to say insane, but that policy, I looked at it. Nah, I'm talking about. They keep talking about we're gonna put money into education, local education. I'm not worried about the HBCUs. I don't care about the historically black colleges. That is not my concern. My concern is. Our children go into a good school system with good nutrition, good books, good teachers, and supplies that they need. They closed 30 some odd schools in Philadelphia in 2013. But these, uh, again, this is going to be a theme throughout any of my episodes. These black on black crime people don't talk about how the school to prison pipeline is real and they talk about the violence in our neighborhoods they're closing 32 schools so in turn you have a whole bunch of children in one class 36 kids in one class one teacher can't handle that they know this they set us up to fail I'm tired of hearing about this money going to these HBCUs I don't care about them most of the time we don't go there You understand what I'm saying? We don't go there. So my problem is stop talking about that. That 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 is of no consequence to me because it doesn't help us in the end. You're giving money to these HBCUs who don't put money back into the community. A lot of people that are running those HBCUs are funneling are messing up the funds. Uh, You know, there's a lot of corruption going on. Don't give our money to them. Know what you do? Cut a check. Give us reparations. That's what type time I'm on. Cut a check. Give us reparations. We have to stop wanting. We have to stop wanting wanting something when we're not giving up anything. You gotta you you can't want something from nothing. You have a vote that is something. But y'all just give it to them for nothing. Y'all just give it away. Because they are they got these blinders on and they don't want to realize like, whoa, well maybe I uh maybe I shouldn't vote for this person. Maybe he needs to come around and earn my vote. Biden hasn't done anything to earn your vote, but we go out in droves and vote for these mugs. We go out in droves and vote for these people. Every single year there's an election, you will see black people voting Democrat. Vote vote blue up and down the ballot. And that's the new strategy. And I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's not that's not something I'm interested in right now. It's just voting up and down the ballot blue because we're trying to get Trump out of office because Trump's an asshole and because he say a lot of dumb stuff. No, I ain't got time for that, man. We're in the same condition we was in under him that we was under Obama. Obama, we was the same condition under Obama that we was under him Bush. 
I will give Obama credit for getting the country out of the recession. But other than that, we in the same position, man. We're in the same position. And we as a people need to start realizing that. And in my eyes, even if we go out there and we vote for Biden, he's going to get, and it's going to be a landslide victory for Trump. And the motherfucker will tell you, oh, if you don't go out there and vote, your vote goes to Trump. Why wouldn't it go to Biden? If I choose not to go vote, how does my vote go to Trump? Nobody can explain this. Why wouldn't it go to Biden? If I was a Republican and I chose not to vote for Trump and I sat home as a Republican, would my vote then go to Biden? The person that I, I didn't vote for neither, so my vote goes to Trump because it's, it, it swings back and forth? No, that, that makes no sense. That makes no sense, man. It makes no sense. So what we got to do is, man, we got to educate ourselves. We have to educate ourselves. We got to start looking up policies and wanting something from our votes. We put these people in a position of power and they proceed to give us nothing. We get nothing out of the deal but a good face and somebody that's going to say something every once in a while when a black man get murdered in the streets by a cop. Every once in a while, we'll get a we'll get a good talking about. They'll talk about that for a little bit, but they don't put any policies in place to help us. And everybody keeps saying, "Well, they're not just black people's presence." No, but they have specific things for specific groups, and we are a group that needs something. We have to stop sitting up here making it seem like our vote matters, man. And if it didn't matter, they wouldn't come around and they keep talking about this voter. They're not suppressing us to vote. Y'all like y'all just run for these little tricks that these people throwing these Democrats keep throwing these tricks at y'all. And y'all just soaking it up, soaking it up, soaking it up. Y'all love soaking it up. It's like Biden. You ain't black if you don't vote for me. If you vote for Trump, you ain't black. Okay. Like some old ass white man gonna tell me what's black and what's not black. Okay, buddy. The ball is in his court now because people are starting to see the tricks that these Democrats is playing. People are waking up. People are waking up and starting to realize like, no, this ain't it. This is not it. This is not what this is not what we're supposed to be going after. And people are starting to realize like, listen, if you want something from me, you got to give something. You got to come to the table. gotta come to the table you have to bring something to the table in order for us to vote for you man and people need to start waking up and realizing stop 
We're married to the Democrats for whatever reason. I'm not married to nobody. I'm an independent. All right, here we go. I found it. <laughs> Sorry, that whole time I was looking for Joe Biden. Okay, so this brother Nas Escobar 316. He put up some good information. I want to play. I'm going to play it right Mass now. Mass incarceration has put hundreds of thousands behind bars for minor offenses. Joe Biden wrote those laws. Every major crime bill that's come out of this Congress has had the name Joe Biden on that bill. We do everything but hang people for jaywalking in this bill. Joe Biden's policies destroyed millions of black lives. Joe Biden may not remember, but we do. So, y'all heard what this man said. And people, when I bring this to people's attention, well, people can change over the years. No, I'm tired of this whole they can change. No, he should have changed it. He should have never did it. But I want you to follow the brother Nas Escobar at Nas Escobar 316 on Twitter. He has a lot of good information and he, he, he be talking some stuff. So Joe Biden passed four tough on crime laws that unfairly targeted black Americans. The 1984 Control Act. This is the one I didn't know about. I never heard of this one. The Anti-Drug Abuse Acts of 1986 and 1988. I heard of 1988. I didn't hear 1986 or 1984. And his infamous 1994 crime bill that he called Biden's Law. Joe Biden is a terror on the black American community, which I agree with. So right now, what I'm going to do is give y'all information on all these acts that he passed, all these crime bills. So let's get to it. Uh, Let me see. So, all right, I'll give y'all the 1980, the 1980, I'll give y'all the 1988 and the 1994 crime bills, which y'all should know about the 1994. I'm not sure a lot of people know about 1988. So, Joe Biden in 1988, and so this brother states, I'm sure we all know someone who got thrown in jail slash prison for having a little bit of weed on him. We can thank Joe Biden for that. Joe Biden, 1994. The 1994 crime bill, a.k.a. Biden's law, gave $12.5 billion to states to build more prisons. Nearly 88% of all inmates are held at the state level. Who uses at a state level. Joe Biden is someone who uses Obama as his political cover to trick blacks into voting for him. And I just said that. And this is real good stuff, man. Um, This is real good stuff. So 
just wanted to let y'all hear that. And understand, man, Joe Biden is not our friend. Like he's everything that to me that he's put in position has hurt black folks. So my problem is we sit up here and we praise all these people that don't plan on doing nothing for us. All they plan on doing is giving us a bunch of pipe dreams. That's all they plan on doing. So what I'm about to do is I'm about to look up. I'm trying I'm about to look up. I'm sorry for the, you know, the little in-between silences, but I'm trying to look up those crime bill acts that he put together and he mostly wrote them. So I mean one of them he called Biden's law. <laughs> and that's gonna be the name of this episode, Biden's Law. So I just wanna let give people a little insight into what people like him do. See, a bunch of people are blinded by the fact Trump is nothing but a, a smoke screen for them to vote for Biden. So y'all can go out there, go ahead and vote for Biden, because Trump is bad. And, oh, hold on. We got another person saying something. This is Jamel Hill, a black woman, saying the issue wasn't what Joe Biden said because it was accurate. The issue is, the issue was that it came from Biden. It's also clear, it was also clearly a joke that didn't land, but I'm wondering where all this outrage is. What? I think she was talking about outrage for Trump because I didn't get the whole tweet. What I'm saying is what? Yes. So it says, I'm wondering where all this outrage was yesterday when y'all president declared his public devotion to a Nazi sympathizer. The problem is y'all can't just stay on task. Y'all have to bring other factors into it. We're not even talking about. We're focusing on Joe Biden. We're not talking about Trump. Everybody knows Trump is a dumbass and Trump said a lot of dumb stuff. You feel me? Like he, he, he always say a bunch of dumb things. So I'm not getting this whole. Oh, we got to protect. We got to protect Joe Biden. What? I'm not protecting him. Why are we protecting Joe Biden? And and yo, man, you gotta see these comments of all these people that are like protecting Joe Biden and saying he can call me a bitch and I'll still vote for him. And I'm thinking to myself, black people will sell themselves to the highest bidder as far as politics go. The highest democratic bidder, they will sell themselves to it. Yep, here we go. So I'm going to give y'all a little insight to all the crime bills he wrote. I'm going to break them down. If I can get the wicked. Let me see. So 
they protect these people, but they forget about this. Okay, here we go. I think I found it. So it was called the Comprehensive Crime Control Act of 1984. Enacted in October 12, 1984, was the first comprehension comprehensive revision of the U.S. Criminal Code since the early 1900s. It was signed into law by President John, I mean by President, I said John, President Ronald Reagan. Among its constitutional parts and provisions were Armed Career Criminal Act, Sentencing Reform Act, which created the United States Sentencing Commission, extension of the United States Secret Service jurisdiction over credit card fraud and computer fraud, increased federal, federal penalties for cultivation, possession, and transfer of marijuana, which they profit off nowadays. So a lot of people might have gotten locked up back then off of marijuana, but cannot come out and profit off of something that they're profiting off now. It's a new section in the criminal code for hostage taking stipulations about using civil forfeiture to seize assets of organized crime. So that was one of his bills. Okay, so that was a breakdown of one. All right, so I'm going to do 1986 Crown Bill. I think it was a revised. The Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1986. This is another one of the crime bills that he wrote. So it says that the Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1986 was the law of war on drugs passed by the U.S. Congress. Among other things, they changed the system of federal supervised release from rehabilitative system into a punitive system. The act also prohibited controlled substance analogs. The bill enacted new mandatory minimum sentence for drugs, including marijuana. So... All this stuff they profited, they're they're profiting now, but it was putting people in jail back then. I don't know. It, it it's crazy, man. So it says the history is it gives the history of this act. The appearance of crack cocaine. The appearance of crack cocaine. The the June 19th, 1986 death of Lynn Bias. He was a basketball star at Maryland. The morning after he was signed with the NBA champion Boston Celtics. In the June 27, 1986, death of Don Rogers. He was a safety of the Cleveland Browns. Never heard of him. He was the 1985 Defensive Rookie of the Year, both from cocaine use. Encouraged U.S. Rep. Thomas Tip O'Neill Jr., Democrat from Maryland, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, to mobilize the House Democratic leadership to assemble an ominous anti-drug bill that became the Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1986. The congressional interest and intense news covers created a moral panic surrounding cocaine use, which had earlier been viewed in more benign or even positive way. That made enacting the legislation so important. In September and October of 1986, the House, with a Democratic majority, and the Senate, with a Republican majority, competed over which could propose the most severe laws in advance of the pivotal midterm election. A few House Democrats expressed considerable concern about the provisions of the bill. 
However, the most ultimately voted for it, however, most ultimately voted for it, describing election pressures and fear of criticism as swaying their decision. Representative Mike Lowry, Democrat, who voted against the bill, described the process as legislation by political panic. Representative Charles Schumer, Democrat, who voted in favor of the bill, said the policies are aimed at looking are aimed at looking good rather than solving the problem. The House passed the Senate version with a 378 to 16 majority on October 17th, 1986. So you hear what these people are saying. And these are Democrats saying this now. The people that black people are married to. Um, so I'm going to, it's a lot in here, but I'm going to talk about, it says drug crimes. Along with the Comprehensive Control Act of 1984, the act substantially increased the number of drug offenses with mandatory minimum sentence. This act mandated a minimum of five years without parole for possession of five grams of crack cocaine while mandated the same possession of 500 grams of powder cocaine. This was a 100 to 1 ratio disparity as reduced to 18 to 1 where crack was increased to 28 grams, one ounce by the Fair Standing Act of 2010. So... This is the impact. The law led an increase in average time in prison for drug crimes from 22 months to 33 months. Wow. So this is just, I'm not breaking it down completely, but I'm giving you an insight. And we're going to go into the 1988 crime bill. I think they revised this one. So the Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1988, I think it was a revision of the 1986 bill is um, the the Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1988 is a major law of the so-called war on drugs passed by U.S. Congress, which did two significant things. Created the policy goal of a drug-free America. Yeah, right, that CIA was bringing it in, but we're not going to get too deep in that. Established the Office of National Drug Code Control Policy. The change from the, ninth, the from the Act of 1986 to the Act of 1988 can, concerns the mandatory minimum penalties to drug trafficking, conspiracies, and attempts that previously were applicable only to substance, su- substantive completed drug trafficking offenses. The Act amended the 21 U.S.C. 844 to make crack cocaine the only drug with a mandatory minimum penalty for the first offense of simple possession. The act made possession of more than five grams of a mixture or substance containing cocaine based punishable by at least five years in prison. The five year minimum penalty also applies to possession of more than three grams of cocaine based if the defendant has a prior conviction for crack cocaine possession and to possession of more than one gram of crack if the defendant has two or more prior crack possession convictions. This whole act, these two acts, to me, in my humble opinion, were aimed at black people the most because nobody else was doing crack as far as race. Now, what I'm going to leapfrog into is the heroin problem that they have now. 
They have a huge heroin problem. But none of this stuff that I just read to you in the three bills that I did read and the little, you know, little breakdowns of them, none of them said, <laughs> I mean, the heroin, none of, none of the people that do heroin get none of this. They don't get no mandatory sentence. They don't get none of that. All they do is offer to give them help. That shit just blows my mind. And all they do is offer to get them help. I watched the CB. Is that CBS 60 Minutes? Watched the 60 Minutes episode a few years back. And it was talking about how with heroin, they send them to rehab. But with us, they sent us to jail. So that kind of gives you an insight into who Joe Biden is. See, these are stuff that he drew up. His name is all over these things. So I'm going to read you another section of it. The Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1988 also offers several other amendments of the Act of 1986. First, the organization and coordination of the federal drug control efforts. Next, the reduction of drug demand through increased treatment and prevention efforts. Also, the reduction of illicit drug trafficking and production abroad. Lastly, sanctions designed to place added pressure on the drug user. The ADAA projected the budget for these amendments was $6.5 billion for the 1989 fiscal year. The result of the Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1988 was not foreseen. After spending billions of dollars on law enforcement, doubling the number of arrests and incarcerations, and building prisons at a record pace, Building prisons at a record pace. The system has failed to decrease the level of drug-related crime, placing people in jail, and increasing rates had little long-term effects on the level of crime. It also reestablished the federal drug death penalty. The H.R. 5210 legislation was passed by the 100 U.S. Congressional Session enacted by a law by the former president, which was Ronald Reagan. On November 18th, 1988. The media campaign mentioned in the act later became the National Youth Anti-Drug Media Campaign. So, this is just letting you know, these are some of the things that Joe Biden was a part of. So, what we're going to do is go to the infamous 1994 Crime Bill Act. The violent, the violent crime control and law enforcement act. This is Joe Biden's law, which he called it himself. I didn't call it that. So, I'm letting you know all this information, and I'm letting you know how much money they put into these crime acts to let you know that we can get our reparations. If they can get together and send out stimulus package, if they can get together and approve a three trillion dollar package. The, what is it called? The Heralds Act now. If they can get together and approve these things, they can go to the table and get us reparations. We do not, and I repeat, we do not want Congress to pass a law where they study reparations. No, I want reparations. Cut the check. So, the Violent Crime and Control the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1984 is an act of Congress dealing with crime and law enforcement. It became law in 1994. It was the largest crime bill in the history of the United States and consisted of 356 pages. 
that provided for 100,000 new police officers, $9.7 billion in funding for prisons, and $6.1 billion in funding for prevention programs, which were designed with significant input for, from experienced police officers. Sponsored by Representative Jack Brooks of Texas. Don't know him. The bill was originally written by Senator Joe Biden of Delaware and then was passed by Congress, signed into law by none other than the first black president, Bill Clinton. Whoop de doo. Following the 101 California street shooting, the 1993 Waco siege and other high-profile instances of violent crime, the act expanded federal law in ways, in federal law in several ways. One of the most noted sections was the federal assault weapons ban. Other parts of the act provided a greatly expanded federal death penalty, new classes of individuals banned from possessing firearms, and a variety of new crimes defined in statutes relating to immigration law, hate crimes, sex crimes, sex crimes, gang-related crimes. The bill also required states to establish registries for sex offenders by 19 by September 1997. Eh, maybe some good came out of it, I guess. But this caused mass incarceration. So, one of the things it did, it eliminated the chance for these brothers to get a higher education in jail. So, if I'm in jail, you know, I did something wrong, I'm trying to reform. That's, to me, that's a part of rehabbing. It's trying to better yourself and understand and gain more knowledge. So, it says the elimination of higher education for inmates. One of the most controversial provisions of the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act overturned the section of Higher Education Act of 1965, permitting prisons, prison inmates to receive a Pell Grant for higher education while they were incarcerated. The amendment is as follows. Section A, in general, Section 401B, 8 of the Higher Education Act of 1965, is amended to read as follows. No basic grant shall be awarded under the subpart to any individual who is incarcerated in any federal or state penal institution. Why? Why would you stop these brothers from trying to better themselves, from trying to rehab themselves from, from the things that they did? Good, bad, or indifferent. You should allow these cats to get some type of education and they stopped that and they stopped it why why and there's another thing I didn't know the act authorized the initiation of boot camps for delinquent minors and allocated a substantial amount of money to build new prisons so I didn't see anything in here to, to try to stop or curve the violent crimes I see them any, if anything, initiating more because you're building more prisons. You're spending billions of dollars on prisons, but you can't give none of that to the school systems. Joe Biden had a hand in all four of these acts. So this is the legacy of the act. The act contributed to mass incarceration and prison overcrowding. The legal system relied on plea bargains to minimize the increased caseload. Jerry Brown and Bill Clinton later expressed regret over portions of the measures that led to increased prison population like the three strikes provision. 
Nevertheless, it became acknowledged by the cops office potentially had the modest impact on maintaining a long period of reduction in crime that had begun in 1992. But the primary reasons for this reduction remain a topic of debate. As a result of the aforementioned increase in incarceration and disproportionate amount of minorities ended up within the American prison system. Yeah, that's what happens when you focus on on one group of people and I'm I'm slashing out that minority. No, black people. I wish I could change it. Black people. We were the only ones affected by this. Mass incarceration. It's a lot of things. I'm going to do an episode on the Clintons too. It's a lot of things, man. They they regret it years later. Hindsight is always 2020, but I don't want to hear no fucking regrets now. I need y'all to cut the check. I'm tired of hearing about, oh, well, we maybe we could have handled this better, or maybe we could have did so-and-so better. No. Nope. It said, man, and then I'm, I'm still reading this. 50 new federal offenses were added, including provisions making membership in gangs a crime. Some argue that these provisions violated the guarantee of freedom of association and a Bill of Rights. The act did not the act did incorporate elements of H.R. 50, Federal Bureau of Investigation, First Amendment Protection Act of 1993 to prohibit investigation based on purely based purely on protected First Amendment activity. But that was effectively effectively removed in the Anti-Terrorism and Effective Death Penalty Act of 1996. The act also generally prohibits individuals who be who've been convicted of a felony involving breach of trust from working in business of insurance unless they have received a written letter and consent from state regulators. The act also made drug testing mandatory for those serving in federal supervised release. The act prohibits any person acting on behalf of a government authority to engage in a pattern or practice. This deprives the person of rights, privileges, or immunity secured or protected by the Constitution or laws of the United States. Subtitle D further requires the United States Department of Justice to issue to issue an annual report on the use of excessive force by law enforcement officers. Such reports have not been issued, however. <laughs> not surprised. The act included a three strikes provision addressing repeat offenders. The act expanded the scope of required FBI data to include hate crimes based on disability. They didn't say nothing about race hate crimes, but they talking about disability hate crimes. And the FBI been collecting, the FBI began collecting data on disability based crimes on January first, nineteen ninety seven. So this whole thing is just shitty. Just reading this, it just makes me even more mad because you hear about it and you hear about the mass incarceration, but there's a lot of things in between the cracks that we don't know. And I'm going to tell you, Joe Biden is bad for business. He's bad for black people. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. He's horrible for black people. I don't understand why we marry ourselves to these Democrats that don't give a damn about us. And black people are so blinded. I've seen some of the most shameful comments I've ever seen in my life. Everything goes back to Trump. We're not talking about what Joe Biden said. You bring Trump in as a smokescreen to hide what Biden said because 
one has to be worse than the other, right? No, I don't fall for that bullshit. They both snakes. They both are demons with different wings. One is the left wing. One is the right wing. That's how it go. They they on the same creature. They work together. Democrats and Republicans fight publicly, but privately, we don't know what these people be doing. And it's a good quote from Malcolm X before I get out of here. It's a great quote from Malcolm X. And I love this quote because it kind of gives you an insight into what these liberals are and how they operate. So, let's take one. And I'm just tired of black people just telling me we got to get Trump out of office. You don't want nothing out of the you don't want nothing out of their trick bag but to get Trump out of office. That's the only thing their bag of tricks that you want is to get Trump out of office. That's all you want. You just want to get Trump out of office. You don't care what policy he put in place. You don't care what he his inactivity within the black community is. You don't care about that. All you care about is getting Trump out of office. Not what we can get from voting, but to get Trump out of office. And 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 even seeing all this, I wasn't surprised. And I don't know why I was acting surprised when I seen those shameful ass comments from these people. And it was just horrible, man. Just reading some of those comments, just like we have no hope as a people because we keep making all these excuses for these people. And man, we just make so many excuses for the Democrats. And it doesn't make sense. And I'm not going to tell y'all to go out there and vote Republican because they they do the same thing. It's, it's two different sides of the spectrum, but it's all one spectrum. One side is the overt racism. The other side is the covert racism. Meaning one shows you their blatant racism. The other one hides it. But we don't understand that. We're so enamored of these people because they start talking that slang and that yo-yo-yo with your mama this and your mama that. And that's why Joe Biden felt so comfortable saying that that nonsense he said. I ain't telling people to vote for Trump. I wouldn't dare tell you that. But I'm damn sure I'm not going to tell you to vote for Biden either. Hold your vote. Make them pay for your vote. Make them bring something to the table that is tangible for your vote. But we ain't going to do that because we don't see the bigger picture. We're looking in the short term to get Trump out of office. We're not looking at the stuff that Joe Biden can do that can be destructive to our community. We don't care about the mass incarceration. They already let that be known. But this is my last quote. This is from Malcolm X. Almost 60 years ago, his brother was genius. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as a Negro's friend and benefactor. The great Malcolm X. I'm out of here.